Washington Nationals 7-0 tonight. How about that in a debut start for your new team? Talk about making a first impression. Welcome back, Hour 3, T-Row in the Morning Show on this Thursday, August 10. We're talking Penn State football today, and we welcome in now their outstanding longtime play-by-play voice, Steve Jones, who might be a Phillies fan. I don't know. Steve, good morning. <laughs> Actually grew up in New England. I'm a Red Sox fan. But I'm oh, happy boy. for him and Scott Fransky. Scott Fransky made a great call on that at the end. So, yeah, it's a, what the 14th no hitter in Phillies history, 13th solo. So there you go. And uh, it's great to talk with you. It's been a while, too long, and uh, you know you're one of the best in the business. And I know you and I are both celebrating our mutual friend Eli Gold being back this year. That's exactly right. And it has been too long, Steve. I hope you've been well, and you should be excited. Everybody up in Happy Valley. Should be excited. I think you got a pretty good football team this year. Toby, they are a good football team, and we'll start with that. And I know that the other day, Dave Revson and the BTN crew were here to uh, you know do their yearly camp updates on each team. And Dave asked me, he says, what's the biggest surprise at camp? And I said, Dave, the biggest surprise, there's been no surprise. It really has played out the way you would hope it would play out in the first week to 10 days of camp that they've been able to go about their business. The big-time players that were so important last year are all playing as well, if not better, than the year before. Some of the younger players you're helping to develop have done that, and it's created great competition in camp. Now we're going to have to see how it translates in the games, but the biggest difference, and you know this, Toby, what, what's one of the big differences Oklahoma's had besides pure talent over everybody else in the Big 12? They've always had better depth than everybody. Mm-hmm, Oklahoma's right. had much better depth than everybody. That's what Penn State now has, Toby. They have depth. They are too deep at every position, and in some positions they're three deep, where if something were to happen – well, then you'd be able to absorb it. And last year was a good example. Penn State played the Rose Bowl without Olu Fashion, who's one of the top five, ten players in the country probably. And he's an offensive tackle, but he'll be highly drafted. Landon Tangwall and Parker Washington. That's three of their 
uh, 11 starters out, and Penn State won the game with relative ease. So, I mean, that tells you where the depth has come, and that's been one of the bigger improvements in the Penn State program. Singleton and Allen last year, outstanding on the ground, and it sounds like that's going to be the crux of the attack again here in 2023. Uh, you're talking explosiveness with Singleton. I mean, he gets past, he gets into the second level, and he has a chance of going. Allen is incredible, is sifting his way through traffic. So there's enough differences between the two that you do have to prepare for each kind of guy in the game as to how they play. And they're really two outstanding backs. And what's interesting about how it played out last year is that they would just naturally rotate here and there and a couple series here and a series there. And in the end, they were separated by 11 carries for the entire season. So it played out organically so well. And uh, when it plays out like that, you know you're not going to have any problem. Plus, those two guys, they hang around together all the time. And you know that, Toby. You've seen that with the great running backs at Oklahoma, you know, the second and third guy, they're all tight. And that makes for just a great situation in the locker room. And that's why, you know, Oklahoma's had the success they've had. Do we have a battle at quarterback in the fall, or is it definitely going to be Drew? I think Drew Aller's got to be the one that, in all likelihood, it's, you know, I think he's come into this thing with the league because he has some playing experience. But Bo Perbula has been really good. Uh, and that's that's been a big plus because, again, same story. You and I both know it's hard to negotiate an entire season with just one. You're really fortunate when that happens. Uh, but Allers had a terrific camp to this point. Uh, it's amazing what a year does in the development for a quarterback. He has been able to uh, go out, use his experience of being the number two guy last year, getting into a, maybe, what, eight, nine games last year he was able to play in. And you can see the difference in him in a year. And then Perbula is somebody who is a, a bigger, quicker Trace McSorley. That's what I compare him to. Hmm. And I think they have a really good situation there. Love the Dante Cephas pickup, by the way. Uh, je- uh, oh, yeah. Sooner fans jealous of it around here. They were really hoping to land him. Yeah, you know, he played against Oklahoma. Yeah. And, you know, no, we're so you, aware. Got, you got a real. Yeah, you got a really good chance to see him, and that was one of his better games last year. Cephas is going to help that, that wide out group. There's no question. I mean, you make a great point, Toby. You've got Keandre Lambert-Smith, who had a big games at the end against Michigan State and then in the Rose Bowl against Utah. Trey Wallace was the guy that made the biggest jump during the course of the spring, and he's continued that here. The guy that came on at the end of spring that they were hoping to see, a guy that can take the top off is Amari Evans. Then there's Dante Cephas, and he adds – Really solid route running ability. He wants the ball. You throw it in the area. You throw it to the high point. He'll take it. You throw it over the middle. He'll take it. He doesn't mind taking contact over the middle. And then you add in Liam Clifford, Sean's younger brother, and you then add in Caden Saunders. And now you're starting to develop a really good six-man rotation at wide receiver. Defense looks really solid across the board. Everything to like on offense that we've already talked about. Is this or does it have a chance to be James Franklin's best team? It has a chance to be. I mean, it starts out with really good corner play because if you get really good corner play, then, you know, that unleashes the other nine guys. I mean, I'm sure that's something you've talked with Brett Venables about several times. You know, really good corner play really allows you to have a lot of options on defense. With Kalen King considered to be one of the better corners in the country, 
Johnny Dixon, and then you add in guys like Daquan Hardy and Cam Miller at the corner spots. Good safety play. K.J. Winston looks like he's out of central casting for a safety. I need a guy about 6'2", 220 pounds who can run. I'll take him. Uh, and, you know, and so you've got Jalen Reed, Keaton Ellis, K.J. Winston, and Zaki Wheatley. That's four guys with a lot of playing experience back there. The linebackers, Jacobs, you know, as an outside linebacker, he's now a fourth-year player. He plays the run really well. He scrapes and times up his blitzes really well. And he plays the pass really well. And Abdul Carter is one of those game-breaking stars at linebacker. And then they've got plenty of rush ends. And this is where, you know, more than ever you need this. And you can't just – it's so exhausting rushing the quarterback that you need to have a rotation out there. And with Denai Dennis Sutton, Chop Robinson, the DSI Isaac, and Amin Vanover, they have that. And they also may get another guy mixed in there, a freshman by the name of Jameel Lyons. I got to ask you about the news of the day, you know, or the news of the week, if it will be. Uh, Oregon and Washington going to join USC and UCLA and join your conference. What do you think about all this? Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's one of those, uh, obviously, we can't control it. <laughs> Look, Penn State started all this when they went from being an independent yeah, to the Big Ten. That's true. And then yeah. it, started that, it started that round of, of, uh, of realignment in college football. One of the reasons they did it at the time is they, you know, it was 1989, 1990. You know, I was here when it happened. Uh, that's how you end up being the longtime voice <laughs> around the <laughs> long time. Right. Uh, and, you know, for them, it was, they, they kept talking about being post Joe Paternal insurance. Well, Joe stayed in 20 years. Right. But that's what it really has turned out to be. And in the end, Texas and Oklahoma started this particular round, but it's a great fit with the SEC. I, you know, to, to me, no offense, but I, that makes sense. I know it's hard for the Oklahoma State people to hear, but it makes sense. And with this, you know, to me, if you're going to expand, you always expand big. Uh, you don't, you don't think small in real life. And so the SEC thought big, and they went after two of the biggest brands, unquestionably in sports in Oklahoma and Texas. Big Ten did the same thing uh, because USC and UCLA, USC approached Fox first and said, hey, look, we got to make a move here. We're not going to, you know, we're going to fall way behind. And UCLA was $104 million in debt uh, between, you know, what's been going on with their athletic department, COVID, everything else. The latest run with Oregon and Washington uh, that was interesting because I think what it sat down is it all came down to. They were presented with the TV contract and went, really? Okay, there's more, right? Really? I mean, there's no more? And so they decided to make the call, and the Big Ten, I think, is trying to make one of those long-term plays that when they do the next contract, they now have that West Coast area locked up in the contract to do it. So this is a long-term play by the Big Ten. And, look, it's always exciting to have big games and big teams on, on the schedule. Yeah. I mean, you and I both know that. You walk in the stadium, you, you, know, you can't wait to do an Alabama-Oklahoma game. Right? Same thing with this. I mean, you know, Penn State will play USC. and I mean, it's, it's going to games in their schedule every year. Now, what a world we live in. We're going to have a, a Oregon-Penn State conference game sometime in the <laughs> near future. 
bizarre. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I'd ever say that in my career. This will be a big conference game today. Welcome to Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do the Penn State fans? What is this year ten for James Franklin that we're going into? Yeah, is that close? Yeah, year ten. Yeah, okay. year ten. You're spot on. What is yeah. the general feeling among Nittany Lions fans? Because he's had some high highs and then some criticism along the way. How are they feeling about James Franklin going into this year? They're excited going into this year. He's done a great job of bringing the program back. Bill O'Brien did a tremendous job in transition, but Penn State was down to 63 scholarship players when James took over because of the sanctions and so forth. So he really had the collegiate version of an expansion team when he started and has been able to build it back up. So he's had... Uh, four uh, New Year's Six appearances, a Big Ten championship. Now he's got this team right here. The key, of course, is to get over the hurdles of Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State's 3-3 three and three against Michigan the last six games, but they haven't beaten Ohio State since 2016. So, look, you have to get over those, those two hurdles there. You've got to put yourself in a position to get to the Big Ten championship game against the Western Division team. And, look, there are expectations. And, you know, you know, Let's face it, I mean, you, you've had a program that has had great expectations every year. And guess what? You embrace it. Bob Stoops embraced it. Lincoln Riley embraced it. Uh, and that's what James has done. He knows there are expectations. He's embraced it. The fan base has embraced it. Now they have to go out and get it done. Who is more hated among Penn State fans, Michigan or Ohio State? Who's their bigger rival? <laughs> Or are they dead even? Let me put it this way. The morning they play Ohio State, it's Ohio State. The morning they play Michigan, <laughs> it's Michigan. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, because you know, Michigan and, and Ohio State are rivals to each other. Uh, Penn State's a really important game to them. And, you know, and so Penn State's tried to embrace this really important game thing uh, without being, you know, having a rival along the way. I just think it's uh, – that's a really good question as to who the Penn State fans despise more. Harbaugh, is a pol- to his credit, is becoming extremely polarizing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, Ohio State, they're really – you know, they're, they're good year in and year out. Harbaugh's Harbaugh. Is Harbaugh. <laughs> so, are you uh, – You and I are, wanted to, those guys <laughs> – are you uh, friends or acquaintances with Tony Caridi very well at West Virginia? Oh, yeah. Tony. Oh, okay. I've known Tony okay. for 30-something years. One of the great guys. Great broadcast. Uh, great guy. I well, remember I when Bill that far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Fleming was there doing their games and Tony was waiting in the wind. The opportunity. So, so uh <laughs> Yeah, you got your work cut out for you in that season opener because the demands he makes uh, on the road is a, is a lengthy list of a rider contract. So good luck with oh, no, the Caridi the lo- coming to town. Oh, oh, no, the local hotels have already called me. They said, this guy wants all this stuff. He thinks he's Neil Diamond. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Steve Jones, Penn State. I hope you have a great season. Good luck against those uh, big, bad Wolverines and Buckeyes and well, hopefully we'll cross paths on down the line. I'd love an Oklahoma-Penn State game again, just like in the old days. Yeah, me too, because I'd love to cross uh, 
uh, lines with you and talk with you. I always enjoy the time we do spend together. Unfortunately, it's always on the phone, and hopefully one of these days they'll match up. You and I can go out and have a dinner and a couple beverages. That'd be great. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Toby, you're one of the best. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. There you go. Steve Jones, Penn State. We haven't played Penn State, Drake, in anything. Right? Football, basketball, baseball. I don't think we played Penn State in anything. Not Certainly none of the sports that you call. In the last 12 years. Yeah. Uh, basketball? Have we played them in basketball? I don't think no, so. I don't think so. Um, Penn State has not won a national championship since 1986. They won it 82 and 86. It's been a long, dry spell for... One of those programs, Drake, that we were talking the other day about Blue Bloods and then the second tier. I think Penn State is right there on that second tier of programs around the country, but certainly a proud one. I love to go to Happy Valley someday. I think that would be awesome. Penn State at number 12. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. RK Black brings you this final hour of the T-Row of the Morning Show on this Thursday. They've been in business over 70 years, bringing the best in office technology solutions in Oklahoma and Kansas for small and medium-sized businesses. That's right. If you're listed on the KRF app, which works worldwide you want me to tell you where people are listening from today yeah we got anybody in the state of kansas right now uh lots of them including goodland kansas Ooh, goodland texas hayward california el paso texas right now people listening in edmonton alberta canada Ooh, guyman alta stillwater jay oklahoma sioux city iowa milwaukee many in new york city uh, um, is is there anybody up in Alaska listening? Just just yet. curious for one. Mm, mm, mm. Marion, North Carolina, West Palm Beach, Florida, Paducah, Kentucky. How about this one? Nice, France, Ooh, listening in this that? morning. Just a just a, a, a sprinkling of the uh, many, 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 many out there in the Ref Army that got their ears on around the world today. Those of you listening in the safe Kansas, you are covered by RK Black as well. Give them a call, 405-943-9800, or visit rkblack.com. So that is the thing. Help your small and medium-sized business become more efficient with technology can solutions. I, Go ahead. Can I say one thing about Penn State real fast? Yeah, absolutely. When you can say I, as much um, as you want about Penn State. When I started this job, um, one of the first things I did was ask Learfield for – broadcast of of many of the big teams around the country big programs around the country a game or two of all the big dogs you know um wanted to kind of you know listen to what everybody else is doing and i don't think there is a broadcast that i liked more and tried to pattern hours after more than penn states yeah penn state and wisconsin were the two out there that really caught my ear, and I said, I like what they're doing in the pregame show and the postgame show, kind of their you know, interactions during the game, all that kind of stuff. 
And I think we have patterned ours more after what Steve Jones does at Penn State and what the guys do up at Wisconsin than any other uh, broadcast in the country. So really like theirs. Do you want me to tell you who's I really hate? Uh, yeah, please, yeah, I'm please, not, I'm not gonna, please. I'm not uh, no, 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 no. You have to share now. There's a few that I did turn on and go, oof, oof whoa. let's not do that. Uh, I'm <laughs> guessing, because Michigan's not a a uh, Learfield property, I don't think, but I'm guessing that is always one that you cringe listen to uh, quite well, a bit on road trips, so. No, oh, no, 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 no. I loved when Michigan had the, uh. Uh, Jim Brandstetter and Dan Deerdorf together. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's nothing that I would want ours to sound like and certainly nothing we could ever emulate. But right. I don't know if there was a broadcast I sought out and enjoyed more than listening to the two guys who sit in the balcony on the Muppets broadcast a game <laughs> together. But they don't do it anymore. They've retired. they got a new crew now. Yeah. Ken Eppelmeyer, Chevrolet text line. Uh Drake, you're doing fine and definitely have a voice for print radio wow. or print media. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. Why is everybody being mean to you today? Drake? I don't know. I don't know. They miss TJ too bothering much. bothering you a little bit, isn't it? No, it's fine. Listen. I can tell it's bothering you a no. little bit. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't enjoy getting up anyways. So, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> fine with people having a problem. It just gives me everybody all the more reason quit. for TJ just... to come back. They're just picking on you, okay? They don't mean everybody be nicer to Drake, please. No, it's fine. I can take it. If you have too many eggs, bake cakes and give them to T Row. Yeah, I'll take a what dozen. Somebody some, uh, says out of the nine one eight. I don't know that I've ever. I've never baked a cake. I don't think. What? Yeah, I've I've, I've done. I did the whole COVID baked banana bread thing that yeah. just about everybody did on uh, planet Earth, but yep. I did not. Bake a cake. I don't think I've ever baked a cake. Well, why don't you set that as a goal for yourself? Man, Between now and opening goal. day, yeah. make a cake make and a cake. bring it into the office. Bring it into the office. What uh, what what kind? What's your favorite kind of cake? T-Rock. Chocolate. Chocolate. Mm. Mm. I like okay. a red velvet. Yeah. Basically, you like chocolate flavor. I do love anything that's baked that has cream cheese. Uh, yeah, cream cheese icing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not turning down too many cakes. I don't like coconut. But other than that, I'm not turning down much. Next on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hey, guys, I saw the date release for OU Arkansas Hoops game in Tulsa and was hoping you could say what the Razorbacks have coming back. What kind of team uh, oh. they're going to have this year. It'd be nice to make that series uh, two and one and fit our favor and just wanted to say I really enjoy when Drake is on. I think he does a really great job from William and Muldrow. Thank you, William. At least I have oh, one fan. I, I thought that was from my mom at first, but thank you very much. I don't know what Arkansas has coming back yet. I'll put a little research into it during this commercial break for you, William. Um, that's been fun and spicy. And I look forward to the future of Oklahoma, Arkansas, in everything. It is, we talked about this when we had Arkansas on the countdown. It's absurd how few times Oklahoma and Arkansas have played in football. And there is no reason that two schools that close shouldn't be fun rivals. 
you know, in all sports. So I'm very much looking forward to that growing into something we look forward to. Now in basketball, the last couple of years, it's been heated, man. That game in Tulsa has been heated. OU won it two years ago. Musselman got ejected. Uh, There was some heated words exchanged at the end of the game between the two teams. And, And Oklahoma won it. Last year, Arkansas won it. And again, heated words. I don't remember his name, Drake, but... Oklahoma, Arkansas was dribbling out the clock there at the end with like a 12-point lead. And the dude went up for a tomahawk dunk. And uh, I remember Porter Moser like waving his hands at Eric Musselman like, I can't believe you did that, you know, kind of. It's been spicy. So I'm very much looking forward to it again this year and into the SEC. I think Oklahoma, Arkansas, and baseball – has a chance to be something really fun. Softball, certainly football, everything. I have no idea. Well, I mean, maybe it has to do with the fact we used to have a bunch of Arkansas people around here, including Barry Switzer. I don't know. I don't know why Oklahoma and Arkansas haven't played more than they have through the years. But it's got a chance to be something really fun. So, I'll do some research on what Arkansas basketball looks like going into this year during this commercial break, William, and hit you on the other side. You got one or two more for me here, Drake? couple more for you, T-Row. Uh, let's see. Got to say, out of all of the KRF shows, T-Row show has the best bumper music. Sometimes I get mad when the music stops and I have to return to the show. That is uh, a complete polar opposite of out of the 918 who says, I can't stand Drake. His music is unbearable. <laughs> Sorry, you uh, you don't like uh, Led Zeppelin and the White Stripes and Kings of Leon. <laughs> by so the way, you... by the way, nine one eight. We all play music out of the same music folder. No, no, no. Ours is better. Ours is definitely the best. I do think. I mean, you would know. I don't. I do think TJ mixes in more country than the others. Yeah. Does he go off script sometimes? Yeah, he does. He plays okay. uh, quite a bit off YouTube. Okay, yeah. Uh, 8.33, break time, 405-651-3439. If you want to drop us a line on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text machine, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Okay, a couple of things to remind you of, and then we'll get into this very much unexpected Arkansas basketball breakdown, Drake. Um, One, Joe C. on the show tomorrow, just for a segment, he's going to join us. Got a couple of things we're going to talk to him about tomorrow. That'll be at uh, 735. Joe C. Day... Coming up the day before the season opener, Friday, September 1st, all day, Josie Day. Do we have a location for that, Drake, yet? Uh, It is not confirmed yet. There is a couple different possibilities that are out there, but uh, we are working on that. Okay. So we'll let you know as soon as we know where that's going to be, so you can join us if you want to. But uh, all day, Josie, six to nine, all day, all show, 
6 to 9 a.m. Uh, on September the 1st. Also, don't forget, our Gridiron giveaway is creeping closer. Monday, August 21st, this is our uh, 70. Well, it, we're really giving away every team uh, because one person's getting the field. But our uh, preseason football giveaway, first time we've ever done this. It'll be a Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmonds. It's going to be a great time. 12 to 7, you come by, we're going to be giving away teams all day, just like we do for the basketball tournament. You're going to get a football team, a Power 5 team, or Notre Dame, or the field. And uh, if you've got someone who makes the Final Four, if you've got a team that makes the Final Four, the playoff, you get one of our grand prizes. We'll be giving away instant prizes every hour. Uh, shows will be hosted from out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Monday, August 21st, Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond. I'm sure we're going to have, I mean, Drake, you tell me, usually if you get a team of any kind, you get like a prize bag, right? Like a T-shirt and some other goodies. So I'm sure we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff going on out there, just like with the basketball giveaway. Monday, August 21st. All right, before we do anything else, let's go to the phones. Sean is on hold. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, Toby, and I'm sorry to interrupt. I I, I will tell you this uh, before I get into my question for you. I know I'm alone on this, but OSU Fayetteville is the least uh, of my excitement level on the new teams we're going to be playing and I, I know a lot of people i just i've never gotten the arkansas thing but um but i am interested to hear about you talk about hoops on it but yeah, i have I a guess question i'm in I, I would agree as far as like there are some teams and places we don't play very much that are more high profile like the lsu's and the floridas and the tennessees of the world alabama for sure that there's a little more sizzle to i just feel like like, maybe Arkansas replaces OSU as that other rival. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, if OSU doesn't totally. want to have anything to do with this, all right, fine. It's just so close geographically, and they're pretty good across the board. Like, their basketball team's been really good the last couple of years. They've won national championships. Their baseball program's unbelievable. They've got a good softball program. Football's, you know, it's had highs and lows, but... They're pretty good, so I just feel like Oklahoma, no, Arkansas is going to bubble into something. Oh, I I don't disagree. I just that's and if I'm it just... bubbles into hate, okay, fine, but that's <laughs> that's fun, you know. Oh, it is. I just am not. That's just the one that I and I've never been drawn to them. But anyway, I do have a kind of a, well a serious question for you, and you and you're good at explaining this stuff. So uh, and I and I seriously I got I mean I really want your uh, input on this. So uh, I, I from like noon to six every yeah. day I got to hear about these mythical bagman boogeyman who are delivering the bag, which is uh, entered QB room as one of or running back room as one of my nails on a chalkboard things, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a straw man that covers whether you're right or wrong or whatever. But I've never met one. Maybe they're out there. Maybe uh, you you've can never ask met Joe a bag Steve. man. I've never met a bag man. Hmm. They're the ultimate uh, boogeyman. But anyway, but I ask that because I mean, what I, my, my, my point of my question is you clarify some NIL. So say you're recruiting a kid from Missouri and he's a defensive lineman or Kansas City or wherever. And let's say, theoretically, you're going up against Missouri. And there's this three-quarters of a million dollars that he's going to get. This is a hypothetical situation. Got it. For you, yes. 
And but my I mean, but my question is, where does that money? Where would three quarters of a million dollars come from? It can't come from the university. How do you get it? Like, do you get a cashier's check when you enroll? You know, at, at Meet the Tigers Day, is there like a they give you an ATM gift card? And what do you have to you have to do something for that? I'm assuming. Theoretically, there, yes. Legally, right. yes. So, yeah. So how? So, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, the money comes from the collective, which is the group of boosters or whoever is throwing money into a pot to uh-huh. quote unquote buy players. You know, but so how the money is delivered is, I think, up to the collective. You're right. Mm-hmm. There is supposed to be a separation between the university and the collective. But I think how it happens at most places, and I am not privy to this at Oklahoma, so I'm not telling you exactly yeah, I got how you. it works yeah. at Oklahoma. But I think how it works at most places is a head coach uh, says, hey, you know, recruit X coming to our university. We really want you. I want you, I'm gonna, I want you to talk to uh, – Joe Evans over here. He runs our collective. And then Joe Evans says, hey, I think we can get $750,000 for you. So it's kind of like a silly extra step where the head coach can't actually make the offer, but he can tell you to call Joe who can make Mm -hmm. the offer. You know what I mean? So there's a separation there theoretically. Uh, How the money is distributed, I think, is completely up to the collective. I would say very rarely is it one lump sum. It's probably some sort of a contractual over four seasons type thing or every month or whatever the case may be. Now, you are supposed to have to do something for that. You are supposed to have to advertise for the company, social media, or show up for some signings or whatever the case may be. And what you are doing is supposed to equal the worth of what you are getting. That's where we have an issue. Right. Right. Like seven hundred let's let's say theoretical athlete going to Missouri right. is getting seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for doing a couple of social media posts and an autograph signing at an equal seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of worth. So right. that's where we've got to, you know, figure this out and put some rules down on it and all that kind of stuff. So so the collective and I I I, I get that. It's the clearinghouse kind of or it's the money launderer. And then do, are they the ones? Do they put you? Do they put you in touch with an entity that you would go, like, say, on a Saturday yes. and sign autographs? Or yes, is it? I mean, do, or do they have groups that they work with? Like, how does that work? Yeah, they have groups okay. that they work with. So a company. I don't know if this is one hundred percent across. I think this is how it mostly works at most places. Let's Probably. say um, local car lot wants to be involved in this okay they want to have an athlete be their spokesman they would contact the collective and say hey we want to be involved you know let us know if you've got somebody that is is looking Mm -hmm. for something uh local jewelry dealer or restaurant or whatever the case may be and they say all right we got a we got a basketball player here we're gonna send him your way and and uh he's got to make an appearance or something like that I think that's how it works. So athletes okay. contact the 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 collective is very much the clearinghouse, like you said, for buyers and sellers, if you will. Okay, 
Anyway, I know you got to run. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, bud. Uh-huh. I think I'm pretty close to being right about about that. Now, somebody out there listening uh, at OU or otherwise who says, nah, this detail you got slightly wrong, let me know, please. But I think I'm pretty close on that. 8.47 in the morning. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. I never got to the uh, Arkansas uh, question, so here you go. Quickly, uh, Arkansas basketball this year, they have uh, picked up some nice, uh, they're going to be good, okay? They're going to be athletic, long, good. They've been good under Eric Musselman. They're a contender again in the SEC and, uh, you know, top 10 type team again this year. I'm not sure how deep they are, but they're going to be really good. So L. Ellis transferred there from Louisville. He's a guard. He averaged about 17 points a game last year. He can score. He'll be a distributor for them. Devo Davis is still there. He'll be back. That lefty that always seems to play really well against OU. Trayman Mark came from Houston, averaged 10 points a game for Kelvin Sampson last year, about 6'5". Then they got a couple of their bigs back. Trevin Brazil got injured last year right before the OU game, 6'10". He's back. And Makai Mitchell, huge dude, 6'10". He's back as well. He was, was tough to handle last year. Khalif Battle coming off the bench, a Temple transfer that was about 18 points a game for them last year. And uh, and after that, it's, it seems to be a pretty big drop-off. So that's a lot of length, quickness, height. Uh, they're going to be good. Maybe a little thin, but, uh, you know, in the mix again, Arkansas basketball. Okay, Drake, uh, let's empty out the text line. What else do people want to be heard on today? Uh, Gator asks that you stop talking about the app every time that you list off the cities. It crashes for me. Also, hashtag Spike was safe. All right. I'm sure it's definitely everybody, related. Everybody get the app. Please yeah. get the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Whale Sooner says, how about Verticris, Oklahoma? Uh, Verticris? Yeah. They're all everywhere in Oklahoma. They're yeah, listening. Right. It's picked out four or five cities. Is his name Blue Whale? Blue Whale Sooner, yeah. Oh, I love that's, it. Yeah. I love, you ever seen, you ever visited the Katusa, big Blue Whale yeah, over there? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, out of the 405, Drake, you suck, but it's okay. It makes TJ coming back that much more <laughs> exciting. Thank you. Uh, people are openly picking on you just uh-huh. to be funny now, Drake. That's right. Is Don't Dr- take it seriously. Colorado Sooner says, is Drake the Manny Diaz of the KRF team? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, wow. Out of the 918, I like Drake better than TJ. Team TJ comes across as mean. Good thing t is nice. Him and TJ balance each other out. That's right. That's right. I'm the nice one. He's the mean one. Uh, Jim in Arlington wants to know, Toby, how many of the new opponents' radio voices on OU's final Big 12 schedule are you familiar with? Okay. Um, new uh, new opponents on this year's schedule? So yeah. you're talking about the new... BYU, Cincinnati, UCF. Okay. 
Cincinnati uh, is Dan Horde, who I've never met in person, but we have uh, we have had him on the show several times. He also does the Bengals. Uh, BYU is oh, what is his name? We've also never met. I've had him on the show. I stole his basketball boards. Ooh. I patterned my basketball boards after him. Uh, UCF is Mark Daniels. I know Mark well. We played, not well, but we played at UCF in baseball a few years back, and so we spent some time together in Orlando. Again, we've been on each other's radio shows, so I probably know him the best. And what am I leaving out there? UCF. Oh, uh, Houston is, in football anyway, it's Kevin Eschenfelder, who probably all of you know. And I know Kevin pretty well. We've played them in uh, in football a couple of times since he's been down there. So I, I think I, I, I have at least talked to all four of them. I've met in person UCF and Houston's play-by-play guy. I wouldn't say I'm besties with any of them, but I know probably the UCF guy the best. Uh, Angry Ronnie wants to know if we have any idea what time Caden Durham commits today. I think that was it was either 2 or 4 o'clock. o'clock. Two o'clock. Okay. I think I think it's saw two o'clock, and as 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 far as I know, uh, the expectation there is LSU, right? I believe that's what uh, Parker was talking about yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Um, Don't we have another one coming up this weekend that everybody's a, lo- a local kid, right? This weekend that, that everybody's excited. That sounds about. right. I know Winery is next Monday. That's Monday, one yeah. that everybody's talking about. Obviously. Sure. Um, can't remember. OU, it, Missouri, it, and Georgia on Travis on is him. going to be on with Josh today. I'm sure that Travis has that information locked down. But um, for like a segment or the whole show? He's he's hopping on the entire show. Oh, okay, great. Him, so. yeah. oh, um, you are five minutes away from knowing all things recruiting. That's folks. right. Uh, and by the way, somebody says uh, that was a joke about Drake, the artist's music, not your music that you're playing. Drake. Oh, oh, okay, man. That, that, Went right over my head there. One of my favorite Chloe stories of all time, quickly before we get out of here. We're listening to a Drake song on the radio. Me and her driving down the road. She's listening to a Drake song. Drake Dykin calls me. It shows up on my screen. Drake is calling in the car. (laughs) Chloe freaks out. Dad! Drake is calling. She's going crazy. And was very disappointed when on the other end is Drake Dykin's voice instead of Aubrey. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Top of the hour. That's it for us. Stick around. The smart guys are coming up next. Thanks to Steve Jones from Penn State for joining us today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Joe Castiglione joins us tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everybody. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app.